Okay, good morning everyone. This is Pastor Foy. Uh, we're here for the third week. Uh, we discussing the topic, what to do when you're going through, what to do when you're going through. And we are on principle number three. Principle number three is pray without ceasing. What to do when you missed the stone, when you're going through all hell and broke out in your life. The scriptures, uh, I've shared it in previous uh, recording that a long time ago, somebody asked me, Pastor Ford, what do you do when you're in the midst of a storm, when you're going through a storm? What do you do? What should be your assignment? What should be uh, the thing that you should uh, activate and release in your life so that victory can be yours? Well, by the grace of God, he gave me 10 practical principles for living by faith. And principle number one, we did that two weeks ago, is uh, trust in the Lord. If you don't do principle number one, you, you really ain't gonna get nothing. You can forget that or not. You've got to be able to trust in the Lord. Uh, and I did have, we did the verse. All you got to do is go to my Facebook page and you can catch all that on YouTube. We got it on multiple, it's even on Instagram. And so we just want you to know the information is out there. Principle number two is commit to living by the word of God. Commit to living by the word of God. And uh, uh, that will order your step when you're going through the storm as well. But today we want to talk about principle number three, which is praying without ceasing or pray without ceasing. Let's look at the scripture I'm coming from, uh, Luke. The Gospel according to Luke, chapter number 18, I'm going to read verse 1 through verse number 8. Verse 1 through verse number 8. Verse 1 says, And he spoke a parable unto them, this end, to this end, that man ought always to pray and not be, and not faint, not to faint. Number 2 says, saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. Verse 3, And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. Verse 4 says, And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor man, verse 5, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest her continual coming she weary me. And verse number 6 says, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, verse 7, And, and shall not God avenge uh, his own elect? which cried day and night unto him, though he bare long with them. And then verse number eight says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on earth. 
you leave that question right there, but we'll get to that. I I always enjoy this particular passage of scripture or uh, just app or uh, help us to understand that we have to be praying about everything. And certainly when you're in the midst of the storm, you don't need to stop praying. You need to continue and be uh, precise in your prayer and your request. You make it known unto God and he wants to keep your heart and your mind. But let's, let's dissect this and let's see. We're talking about what to do when you're going through and we're on principle number three, which is pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Let me, if you don't mind, let's slow our roll a little bit. Let me slow roll. Let me go to the Lord with a word of prayer and pray his blessings upon this particular lesson. Would you bow your ears with me? Father, certainly we do thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you mean in our lives, oh God. We thank you for taking care of us, watching over us, directing us, ordering our steps, keeping us. Oh God, not allowing too hard a temptation to come our way, but when things do go wrong, God, we have your word. We have answers to what we need to be doing so that we can, in the end, have the victory. Now, God, speak to your people, please all of us, God, because we always have a need for you. Now, God, as we talk about this particular message, pray without ceasing. Be with us, oh God. We don't need to be discouraged, but we are to be encouraged, and it's through your word. Now, bless this time, our time. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. I really thank God for these 10 principles. I believe that if we exercise them, we are actually, we're secure the victory. Number one says, and he, talking about Jesus, spoke a parable unto them, uh, uh, to this end, talking about his disciple, that men ought always to pray and not think. When it talks about he spoke a parable, a parable is a story intended to illustrate a moral or spiritual truth and lesson. God, when Jesus spoke parables, he may have talked about other stuff, but it was relative for what we are going through here in this life. So he spoke this parable, which is an earthly story intended to illustrate a moral and more important, spiritual truth and lesson. There is something that we can learn through praying and, and Jesus wants them to understand uh, through this parable. And then he said, not only he spoke a parable unto them at this end, he said that men ought, men ought, that word ought refers to, it's the duty of obligation to what is important and necessary. What is important and necessary. All right, so what is important? He's talking about praying without ceasing. Prayer is very important for our welfare, for our spiritual health, and spiritual connection, which we always need with God. He said, 
parable, art, and now he talks about always pray. That word pray means to petition, to request, or entreat for something, entreat God for something, hope and long for. Whatever it is, I don't know what the situation is you're going through. I, I don't know what your circumstances are, but I know this prayer, prayer will cover anything that you present or give to God. And he said we should pray always and not to faint. That word faint literally means that which is done feebly and without conviction or it simply means just to give up. There are so many people that draw in a towel and they draw in a towel really a lot of times because the circumstance overwhelm them and they give up to that thing. But if we don't faint in due season, we shall reap the promise of the word is if we faint not, don't give up. Don't allow the devil uh, to get the victory in your life. We have a solution. And it's called prayer. We need to pray more when we're going through, not less. And we definitely don't need to not pray to God anymore. I, I, a lot of people start praying when they get in trouble. But prayer is something that keeps you from getting in trouble. So you want to pray. But if you are going through a storm, then it's nice to have a remedy even for that. All right? And we are not to faint at that. So prayer is an important subject or matter for every Christian. For every Christian. Number two say that saying there was in a city a judge who feared not God, neither did he fear any man. The judge was a senior official in the court of law which judicates legal matters. A judge. Uh, uh, he did not fear God where all men the word feared means to be frightened of to show respect for an unpleasant feeling of anxiety caused by the presence of anticipation of danger alright this young this uh, guy here he didn't fear God and nor did he fear man he had no hesitation he was wrapped up tied up and tangled up in himself. The only thing that was important for this judge, which is classified as being an unjust judge, uh, as you're going to see as we go on, he, he had no intentions on helping this lady, uh, and he definitely, uh, because he was a judge, he did not fear God, so therefore he thought he it was the power. He thought he was the might, you know what I mean? But something shook him up. Let's read a little more and see what's going on here. Verse 3, it says, And there was a widow in that same city, and she came to him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. Obviously, somebody done her something that was unjust, unjust rather, something that had done, that wearied her, that worried her, and that attacked her, and she wanted to use the process of going to the court to find her uh, deliverance, or uh, 
or to exonerate her from the wrong that was ever done. I don't know what was done to her, but what she said, that she uh, say, avenge me of my adversary. Somebody done something to this widow, and the widow is a woman whose husband has died and has not remarried. So whoever she is, she's all by herself. She has no man partner or anybody to talk for her, to fight for her, or even to support her. So the only thing she can do is go to the law, go to the courtroom, and uh, uh, present her case. But unfortunately, uh, when she said, avenge me, the word avenge me to inflict punishment on somebody because of the wrong they done. You understand? So she's wanting whoever done her wrong, she's going through the proper channel of the courtroom to get a solution, but because the judge was unjust and cared nothing about this lady, uh, initially he resides within himself not to do anything. And this is some of the things he always done. All right. She said, avenge me of what? My adversary. Adversary is an enemy or rival that uh, involves conflicting parties of interest. Conflicting parties of interest. The widow was one party and whoever was the adversary was the other party that the enemy was working through whatever she done, uh, whatever this person done to her. Listen to verse 4 and 5, and it says, And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God or man, yet because this woman troubles me, I will avenge her least by her continual coming. She weary me. Now, it's good to note here that this guy he had no intentions on helping her, but the only reason why he decided to do something for her is really to get rid of her. I'm touched. He's coming every day talking about avenge me, avenge me, and at least she keep on coming. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to use a little wisdom to just say, and he say, I'm going to gird on and do what she needs done so she can get out of my face and stay out this courtroom. I'm weary of her coming every day to this courtroom with uh, pleading for to be avenged of her adversary. And so continuals, when he talked about uh, continual coming, he talking about her recurring very frequently without interruption or ending. In other words, every day this woman came religiously. Uh, uh, he had no idea, but after a few minutes, after some days, weeks, or whatever time it took, he decided within himself, she's coming here too often, and I can't get her stopped. So I tell you what, I don't fear God, I don't fear man, but I don't need this woman bothering me every day, so I'm going to do what she's asking for just to get her out of my face. Basically, 
That is what he's saying. I just want to do just enough to get out of my face. Why? Least she weary me. The word weary literally means uh, 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 time, tiring, or exhausting. Exhausting. Uh, to run out of strength, patience, and endurance. This guy, she beat him down by coming every day and he caved in eventually uh, because why? He was getting weary of this woman coming to him. If the devil has attacked you, then chances are you have experienced some weariness yourself. But the main thing is a lot of time in the world system, we don't get the justice that we deserve or need or desire you know, in this world system. But you always got God that you can call upon. And that's why we're talking about praying without ceasing. Verse number six, it says, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. In other words, listen to his reasoning within himself why he's helping this woman. He is not doing it because he loved to help people. He's not doing it to, uh, because he desired to extricate this woman from her situation. He's not doing it because he even care about it. He's doing it because he only care about himself. I don't want her coming to my courtroom every day. I don't need her in my face every day. I don't need her presenting the same case every day because what? She's going to weary me and I don't need her coming here every day. So I'm going to get rid of her by doing whatever she has so she don't come back here tomorrow. Alright? And then God said through his word uh, uh, hear what this unjust judge said. The word here means to perceive understand or consider the weightiness of something. In this case the weightiness of how he treated this widow. The weightiness. He cared nothing about her. That's the main thing you got to get out of this lesson. Alright? And then it goes on uh, 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 here, the unjust judge. Unjust, it seems uh, that it means that which is uh, contrary to what is right, fair, or unbiased. This guy uh, he did, didn't want to do what was right or fair uh, from a perspective of unbiased. He's an unjust judge. He cared nothing about nobody but himself. There are plenty of people in the world that live like that, operate like this. They don't care about nobody. And I'm going to be honest with you. There was a time in my life I didn't care. And when God called me to preach, I really cared nothing about people. I was alone, and I wanted to be alone. And when he called me to the ministry, I wonder why would he want to bother me with doing some ministry? Because I don't really care about people like that. I really don't. Now, today, I can tell you that I love people, and I really do care about people. Today. God did something in me, and, and, and I opened up and received. But in all honesty, when he came and called me to 
uh, the office of ministry. Uh, the truth is, I, I really wanted nothing to do with it. That was my heart. I ran from God for years, for years. And, and prison was the thing that happened in my life that allowed him to steal or win my attention. All right? So it was in prison where he caught my attention. It was in prison where I say, least he will me, let me give in. Amen? All right, guys. Verse number seven. And, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. And now he's talking about the unjust judge in comparison with God, our Father. You know, the judge did not want to do anything for anybody, but God is not like that. And he will avenge. One of the reasons he's going to avenge any believer is because we are his child. We are his elect. We are his people. We are part of the body. We are part of the church. And God wants to take care and promise to take care his church. He promised to be there for us. He promised to lead us. He promised to direct us. He promised to support us. He promised to strengthen in us. And when stuff comes in our line, we have a source that we can get to, a source that we can call upon. That's going to be the opposite of this unjust judge. Because we are his elect. Which simply means those chosen by God for special favor, purpose, or assignment. Because sometimes he gives us assignments and, and, and favor. For me, my assignment was to proclaim the gospel, to teach the gospel. That was my assignment and learn how to love on people. All right? He said, uh, will not God avenge his, his elect, uh, which cried? The word cry literally means to shed tears resulting from a strong feeling of emotional distress. It is also to plead, beg, entreat, or employ help or assistance. You know, every now and then, we need some help. We need some assistance from God, our Father, because we, we are uh, uh, emotionally distressed sometimes in life. Life throws things at us sometimes. Circumstances come at us. And God is the person we need to be called on. But we should understand he is not like this judge at all. Uh, he will hear us. He will hear our case. He said, cast your cares on me. Why? Because he cares for us. He declared that I cares for you. In all things, be worried about nothing, but in all things, pray. Or make your requests known unto God, uh, uh, which, you know, whatever you do, pass it all understand it. But you are to pray to him is the main thing. Make your requests known unto God. Why? Because if you do so, then uh, we understand that that knowledge will deliver us, that he will give us. He will keep us in the matter. All because we have faith in him. And then he talks about uh, 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 though he uh, bears long uh, with them. 
Amen. Though he bear long with them. All right. And the word is just talking about to endure a distressing or difficult experience to uh, support the weight of some heavy, something that's heavy, uh, to accept things or something as a duty or responsibility. That's what it means to bear, God bear long uh, with them, with us. Uh, he endures the stress and the difficult experience to uh, support the weight of something that, that's heavy for us, too heavy for us to carry. And, 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 and he goes on and he say, and along with them. When he talks about along with them, he's talking about lasting for an extended period of time beyond what is considered normal, reasonable, or desirable. This particular lady that came to the judge, judge, she had a normal situation. It was reasonable, and she desired the judge to do something. But no matter how long she went, eventually he broke down, but not because he cared. It's because he was becoming weary. But though God will suffer along with us, God will never become weary in our prayer. He will not mind if we come praying every day, if we bow down before his throne every day, if we trust in him every day. God is honest that God wants that from us. He wants us to be like that. All right. And then we're on verse number eight, which is the final verse that I want to give to you guys. Amen. Amen. Well, verse number eight said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on earth. Listen to this. First of all, it says, I tell you, he will avenge. He will avenge speedily. Speedily simply means to achieve quickly, swiftly, or promptly. God is going to do something for us when we call upon him. He's the opposite of the judge. All right, speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes to earth, shall he find faith on earth. This was strange for me when I first read this. I'm going to be honest. Cause I, I, but I get it now. But in the beginning, I didn't. It, it messed me up. And it says here uh, that to find faith, uh, to observe or come across something that is necessary for the progress to occur, to discover something that is noteworthy of value. In other words, Jesus asked the question, shall he find, find what? Faith. Well, when is he trying to find faith? Among the believers. So we go all the way back to verse 1, and he says, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that man ought to always pray and not faint. And so this prayer thing is a principle, praying without ceasing, that even God himself wants to know when Jesus returns, will he find this faith in action? Will he find people trusting God, believing God, praying to God, leaning on God? And 
will he find this level of faith? This faith is talking about the belief, devotion, or trust in something without logical proof. We can't see God, but we can see his movement. We can see things he does. And there's a lot of people, when they even see that, they doubt. You know what I mean? So he said, will he find faith? Uh, a strong uh, whole set of principles, uh, a legend, a legend, or uh, rather, or uh, loyalty in something. He's talking about as in prayer. Will I find people fading? I wonder why Jesus asked that question at the end of it, where he said, uh, man ought to pray always and not faint. What is this is all about? What's going on here? And yet he decide, he says that uh, 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 faith is our belief. Will I find it on earth when he returned? Refers to within the community of the body of Christ, which is the church. Will I find faith? Will I find the church being about the Father's business? Will I find the people of Christ believing on me. So he asked that question because prayer is something that people ought to always do and not think. But it's like he asked the question on the end that and like there are people, believers, that don't pray right, that don't care for prayer, that don't think that it's a value, don't uh, believe that it is something honorable. It is something that can deliver them. There is a principle that uh, uh, God says, I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Just think about something like that. If that statement is real, then how much peace do you have in your life? We should not be disturbed every day, all day, because then God's going to grant us peace. He wants to give us peace. But the peace comes through an active life of prayer, through active prayer life. We got to be more uh, 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 in tune about our prayer lives. You know what I mean? I, Jesus asked that question. But when I come, will I find this kind of faith on earth where men are praying always and not faint? Will I find that? You know, because people are going to be unjust in this world. People is going to do things to hurt you and hurt us. People are going to do things. There are mean people in the world. And there are people that care nothing about God. And some of them are in the position of authority and power. What do you do with that? When you cannot talk to a police officer, when you cannot go to a courtroom and get the justice there, what do you do when you're going through? Well, here, principle number one is you trust in the Lord. Principle number two, you commit to living by his word. Principle number three, you learn to pray without ceasing. I don't care how many times you need to go before God. Sometimes God requires you to come. Why? Because he wants to see just how bad you want that resolve. You want that conclusion. You want that end game. You know, I always use for an example that when uh, my baby girl was young, uh, I always knew what she wanted for Christmas because we would give her 
uh, sheet of paper and write 10 things down that you that you want. But we know that uh, once we got the list, we never got everything on the list, but before Christmas, the thing she talked about the most is what indicated to me that that's what she really wanted. And so, and that's what I would really get her is the stuff that, because some things on the list, she just was saying because we said 10. But the thing she really wanted, she would repeat to us throughout the time that they had before that Christmas day come to get a dip. And God wants to know exactly what we need from him. And the more we pray about it and ask for it, the more he know how serious we are. And though he may tarry for a minute, yet speedily he will come to our aid. Why? Uh, as long as we got the faith to believe. Amen? Amen. So let me give you those three principles. The one today is pray without ceasing. You want to be that person that will pray without ceasing. Why? Because you know our Father God is the judge, the ultimate judge. Even judges on earth are going to have to sit before that judge. All right, to give an answer for everything that they've done in this life. And we too got to go before the judgment seat of Christ, but not to be judged, but to receive our reward at whatever level we deserve. All right, so men ought to pray always. You should never allow yourself to become weary with prayer, weary in your prayer life. You've got to pray. It is important for believers to talk to the just judge, the judge that will execute righteousness and uh, that what is wrong in the lives of his people. Amen? Uh, principle number one, trust in the Lord. Principle number two, commit to living by the word. And then principle number three is none other than pray without ceasing. Guys, I want to close out with a word, word of prayer, but before I do that, I want you to know it's a joy for me to be able to present these 10 practical principles for living by faith. Uh, We're going to do the other seven every week. I'm going to do one of these principles so that you can feast off everyone uh, throughout that week until we get to the next room. But I don't want you to miss this. And if this teaching, as the other teaching has been a blessing to you, communicate with us. Communicate with us, letting them know whether or not thumbs up, you enjoyed it, thumbs down, you didn't enjoy it. Because we want to do better. We want to be better. But we need you to let us know. And then we also ask, and you know, ministry uh, takes money to run it. So, uh, guys, if you uh, will, you know, you can sow seed to this ministry. It'll be in the, uh, where you're at on this channel and every other channel that we're on. Remember, we on, we will be on Facebook, we're on YouTube, Instagram, and uh, uh, we fit uh, health and wellness. So all four platforms, you can go to anyone you want and you can see this particular message in the ones that was before this. Also, we are doing a podcast now. 
So while we're recording this live, we are also uh, recording on uh, podcast live, so that so you can even go to our podcast now and start hearing this message. So we got many ways to do this. So we want you to be praying for us. This ministry, we want to give if yeah, if God put it on your heart, so give. If this word has been a blessing to you, be a blessing to God. You can't be God's given no matter how hard you try. Do the right thing by God because God will always do the right thing for you. Amen. Well, I'm going to close out with a word of prayer. I just want you guys to be blessed. I want you to know that we love you, we care about you, and uh, we just want to close out with this word of prayer. Would you bow your heads with us? Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, all the individuals that would hear their message, God, this message, I pray that you would anoint their ears to hear, God, that they can understand what do you mean, what are you saying when you're talking about men ought to always pray and not think. And then at the end, you ask the question, but when the Son of Man return to earth, will he find this kind of faith and operation in the world. God, my prayer is every believer understands the necessity of praying for you, especially praying to you, especially when we're in the midst of a storm. Now, God, move by your spirit, by your might. Bless your people. Keep them, God. Strengthen them. Build them. Continue to teach them and instruct them. So that when all been said and done, we everything that you have purpose for us to be and desire for us to live. It's in the blessed and wonderful name of Jesus we pray. Let the church say, Amen, Amen, and Amen. God bless you and God keep you until the next time. This is our prayer for you. Be strong in the Lord. Amen.